We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight So come and join the people and I'm feeling alright Here on Overnight America Overnight America Oh yeah, when you hear that in the 10 o'clock hour You know that it has to be a Thursday Because we officially kick things off In the last hour of the show with... Our traditional song, which, you know, a lot of people look forward to, including myself. Welcome back to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. And online, if you want to go to Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. Joining us from uh, last hour, holding over, is KPLR reporter Patrick Clark, his latest installment of Presidential Libraries, Museums, and more, airing this President's Day. That's this Monday, February 15th at 4.30 as part of the newscast. Patrick, uh, I'm so glad you could stick around here tonight. Thank you. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I love the. Uh, I love the. Ooh, right America. I love you. You've got, you've got part uh, werewolf in you. I know it just seems to work out pretty well. And then we have some great fans of the show with Doug and Donna who performed that in studio a couple of years ago. It's so cool that we have a official theme song even to it. Yeah, uh, you know, I was. I was going to ask you about the President Obama Library. So I think they just recently broke ground. They're planning on building this thing. It's on the south side of Chicago, so it's not too far away from St. Louis. Do you think you'll get a special invite up there, given all the work you've done with presidential libraries? <laughs> that would be nice, right? No, I still think, it, despite uh, having done like half of these now, you know, you're still having to knock on doors and, and send emails and call and call again. And, no. All right. Well, we'll try once again. We'll try something else. Here. So, yeah. <laughs> it's cold up there. It's cold here. I can't imagine what it's like to do construction this time of year out working when it's like everything's rock hard on the ground. And plus, construction costs are so expensive anymore. I don't know. Yeah, lumber, if you try to go buy anything, it's so expensive. I don't know how that happened. But either way, uh, not the best time to start building something, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be in Jackson Park. There on the, that sounds on the right. South side, right? The south side yeah. of Chicago, and it's like that one song, the Leroy Brown. Yeah, Jackson Park, Chicago, Illinois, and <laughs> estimated cost five hundred million dollars. It should be a nice, big 
building. I mean, they show some of the artist renderings. It looks beautiful. So that yeah. is really cool. I, I'm kind of curious. What's it like working in TV in these COVID months? Uh, how has that been for you? Oh, yeah, it's funny. Um, it's, it, it's, it's been interesting. Um, you know, the show must go on. You're still telling the stories, as you're aware, every day. You're, like, processing all this information and trying to, um, you know, condense it and relay it. And hopefully that you, you relate it properly and give it, you know, uh, it's due that it's deserved. Um, it's <clears throat> for myself, I, I wind up uh, my day, you know, I, I pitch my stories to my assignment manager. And then we, we kind of agree on, on something. And then I go, uh, I'll get my gear. and I shoot and edit my stuff a lot of the time. So sometimes I'll have a photographer. But I'll go out and then try and interview someone it, either in person, you know, standing about six or seven feet away. I've got a big boom pole, like a mic pole. Uh-huh. And I wear, I wear my mask everywhere I go. Um, and if that doesn't work, then we'll try a FaceTime or a Zoom. But, you know, telling any story to me is it's the human element. And, and so when you're taking that away, it's, it's sometimes hard when you're not uh, looking face to face, eye to eye with someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. The human element for all of it. When you're a reporter and you're talking to people, sometimes they're not used to being interviewed or whatever it is. So you have to <laughs> find a way to bring out that human element in a way that'll translate to a television story. You're very comfortable to talk to. I, I can tell you that. So I bet you're very good at just reaching anyone out on the street and having them tell a story that no one else has heard. Oh, you know, it, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, it's weird. It's interesting. Um, I've spent my whole life going into people's homes, and, and I think that's so interesting that people have allowed me that, to, to come and tell their story. And, you know, going into somebody's home, it's intimate. I, I've got dirty uh, clothes over there on the, on the chair. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, that's what happened to us here at our house just over, uh, let's see, on Saturday, we had a rogue bat get into the house and that was uh, oh. whew, a lot of excitement around that. So I was worried because I looked online and they said that if you have a bat in the house in the winter, that's not a good sign because there's normally a lot of you know, during the winter, they stick together. So they said, you probably got a colony in your attic. And I'm thinking, oh, oh no, wow. please don't let there be a colony. <laughs> so I called out Rottler uh, with the advice of Charlie Brennan. And yeah. my wife and I were like, how much do we clean the house up for the bat guy? Like, do we do we make it look like we're trying to sell the house? Like it's, I mean, in pristine condition. Do we just tidy up? Like, what's the procedure for something like that? And ultimately, yeah. I settled with just presentable. <laughs> because you know they're coming in looking for bats in the attic they're not really looking in to judge the house i need to realize that so i I feel like uh, most people probably go through the same procedures if they have a guest coming in particularly one that might be uh filming them or talking to them right 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 (laughs) i I try not to be too uh too intrusive and sure i get it i (laughs) you know like look we're all working we're all we're all struggling through this with uh you know with the dog and the kids and trying to trying to pick up and uh, keep up with everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you're pitching ideas, what type of stories interest you the most as a journalist? Mm. I like, I mean, I like tech stuff. I like history. I like um, things that I'm, I'm a feature 
you know, I'm more of a human interest type person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I kind of stay away from the, the general assignment kind of shooting stabbings, but, you know, occasionally you, you get thrown into that if there's a lack of, uh, manpower. Yeah. Uh, well, but you worked I, with I, a couple of uh, different networks like G4, which is, you know, technology. Yeah. 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 yeah no, that cool. was a lot of fun. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I had a, <laughs> my boss, <laughs> she created Daria, which was the spinoff yeah. of Beavis and Butthead. Sure, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> she used to like to tell me, she said, don't be so humble. You're not that great. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. Wait, she, so she came up with the character, or she was the one that was like the showrunner for the 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 cartoon show? Yes, yes. She she uh, was the showrunner. She was tasked with creating this spinoff of taking this, this kind of ancillary character and and creating her own universe. And and I think she did. A, she was very successful with it. Susie Lewis is her name. She, I'm yeah. still very very involved in. Out in LA, but um, yeah, she created that universe, and it was interesting because because there were uh, she was working at the time we were working there at the gaming network, uh, but she also had her Daria fans who would send her artwork and, and whatnot. I was like, that's oh, wow. that's a fun. Yeah, they had a great theme song. Da, 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 da. I remember it only because of Beavis and Butthead, and it was just like, okay, this is a spinoff or whatever. And it was popular yeah. at the time. I wouldn't say I was into it. I couldn't. Re- I don't right. ever remember watching an episode, but I remember that I've at least seen it. And yeah. yeah, that's like '90s, and that animation style was really cool too. And it's really carried over. A lot of people remember it. That's kind of the the thing. If if people remember you 20 years later, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. She talked about of working with Mike Judge and what a trip that was and, and his mind, how he thought about things. It's amazing uh, how things could pop up. Do you ever like find random YouTube videos of something you reported on years ago, just like randomly show itself on, on, up on the Internet? <laughs> uh, there's the thing uh, I just I just saw uh, um, uh, world scariest places. This was on um, ABC Family Channel. Um, or whatever it was, and it was the, the woman from Poltergeist. She was the narrator, and mm-hmm. she uh, so she said my name, which I thought was I was like, wow, I made it, you know. <laughs> Wait, so she said your name well possessed? That might not be a yeah. good thing. No, and so <laughs> yeah. it was like the, the narrator of the story. Well, you did stuff with uh, HGTV in the early years too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, uh, I did a show called Offbeat America. That's so which cool. Which you can uh, you can find it. I think it's on Pluto TV and on that new uh, Discovery Plus, whatever it oh. is, app. And uh, you know, that's so cool. What happens? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to pry too much into this, but when you do a show from like years ago and they start showing up on these streaming services, do you get like residuals and things for that? I'm looking for that. I've I've been looking at my mailbox and I haven't seen that yet. So uh, <laughs> nothing yet. Oh man, you think yeah, something would yeah. happen? It's like I'll I'll talk to people that write a song, and they it might be like something that was on an album, but it wasn't a popular song on the album. And they'll say like you know every quarter I'll get like you know eighteen cents in the mail. 
you know, based on yeah. whatever the uh, the whatever the the law is or whatever the, the the thing is. But I always wondered if you pop up on one of these streaming sites, if anything comes along with well, that, or if it's just like network TVs. You no, know, it's funny because I have coworkers, uh, uh, Channel Two and Eleven, that that said, "Oh, I saw you um, on. We were looking for something to stream, and we saw Offbeat." And uh, she said. When did you do that? <laughs> so, so it's weird because it's out there and I'll see it or I've seen clips, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it what an interesting slice of time. Or, you know, it was. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Was that pre HD television? So you have the black bars on the side when they play it today? No, it, in fact, it, they shot it. They that was one of its selling points was that they shot it on the same cameras that these were. Uh, high def cameras that Lucas had used to shoot the new Star Wars, but they oh. were they were still whatever the frame rate was. You know they're fantastic. They they don't ha- they didn't have to like um, you know do any conversion with them. They you know they still air. So wow, that, you know, yeah. So so uh, it was the exact same that, cameras. They, yes, these camp these camera operators when they had pitched this show, uh, they had gone to. I don't know if it was Sony, I forget what it was, and said, you know, we're going to do this show. It's a news magazine slice of America, and we, we want state-of-the-art, and uh, and we want a deal. And, and they struck a deal, and, and that's what they shot on. So um, it was it was very ahead of its time when we were shooting, you know, 2005 to, you know, 2009. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. You go back and think and it's amazing how fast time just like moves on, mm. isn't it? It's just uh, <laughs> something else. Um, yeah. Do you mind holding on one more break? I'd love to, to wrap things up right after. If, I know I'm keeping yeah, an hour, but this, this is fun. Patrick Clark, and you don't want to miss his latest installment of presidential libraries, museums, and more. KPLR 11 is where you'll find it on President's Day this Monday. Part of their newscast starts at 4, but about 4.30. But then again, you can look it up online, too, on KPLR's website. Uh, Fox 2 will have it. But Patrick Clark will continue with him right after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Welcome back. It's Overnight America. And I always enjoy our conversations with Patrick Clark, who has a new installment of his presidential libraries, museums, and more coming out on President's Day, which is this Monday, about 4.30 or so. Tune in to KPLR 11. You should probably join them at 4. Stick around, enjoy it. And then, of course, online, Patrick Clark. I was looking you up, and I just did a quick Google search, and I wanted to uh, confirm this. Are you an alumni Hall of Fame from SIUE? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Uh Unless that happened and I wasn't <laughs> made aware well, because of it. There it is. It says there's alumni profiles and it's highlighted under SIUE Alumni Hall of Fame Awards. And there's a picture of you in your uh, biography. And I thought, whoa, sitting there in the Hall of Fame. How nice. Well, I don't know about that. I got to double check <laughs> that. Uh, no, I'm very proud of my uh, university. I, I love that my time spent at uh, Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. In the, yeah, the mass com and journalism departments there. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing what the kids learn in school today and all the technology that's available to them. And by the way, producer Mike always makes fun of me. He says, hey, I don't see your name on Central Michigan's website for notable alumni. And he, he's always <laughs> constantly notifying me that I'm still 
not on that website. Um, but <laughs> I think about the way kids learn about media today and the things that are available oh. to them and how the industry has changed so much. Uh, what What's your, your go-to advice you give to young journalists once getting into the business? Oh, I just, you know, you have to do it. And, and that means you, you got to figure out what it is you want to do, but you have to tell the truth. It's all you have is your name. So uh, just stick to the facts and let the viewer decide, you know. Uh, I interviewed Sam Donaldson uh, not too long ago, and he said that. He said, stick to the facts and the truth. He said, but your job as the journalist is to give them some of your opinion because you've done the research and they haven't. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was interesting. Uh, but... Yeah, I just I think uh, just stick to the facts. You're gonna you need a good pair of shoes because you're gonna have to knock on some doors and go meet people. You gotta you gotta go meet them where they are. I had to go look him up real quick. He's aged very well. I mean, I look at him and he he um, definitely looks exactly how I remember him last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a trip to interview him. Uh, You know, the guy who's yelled at presidents and shouted questions. <laughs> Is that advice you would give to a young kid if given the opportunity, just shout at a president? <laughs> there should be some amount of decorum uh, with, with the president. <laughs> well, luckily, you didn't talk to him before your interview with uh, Jimmy Carter because that would have turned things a little bit different. So didn't you have a nice conversation with him? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Except I I made the mistake of, you know, uh, he asked me where I where I had been and what I what did I like that I'd seen. And I I said, well, Reagan's because it just stuck out. I mean, they found this letter of of mine. (laughs) Not really thinking, bearing in mind that, yeah, this is the guy who who defeated him. Uh, <laughs> the election, and, uh, and and I'm and then I'm just blanking. I'm like um, uh, uh, Eisenhower was good. I liked enjoyed <laughs> that, and I'm like, oh, you just booted the football, Charlie Brown. You know? yeah. <laughs> he's too nice. As he seems like yeah. enough that it, it doesn't even matter at this point. And he would, if anyone, you would think being someone from Georgia and Coca Cola being down there, he'd be the Diet Coke button guy. But I guess not. Yeah, yeah, he was, but you know what was funny is he was still really wry and witty, and he, like, paused, and he said, oh, yeah? And he said, well, I, I've got a submarine. <laughs> 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 I thought that was great. I'm like, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> well, so if, if Air Force One is the name of a plane whenever the president's on it, is there an official name for a presidential submarine? Oh, you know, I don't know that. With when they're on board, I'm yeah, sure Rich Rubino knows that. I should ask Rich Rubino about that. That would be a great <laughs> trivia question. St. Louis loves their trivia, and that would yeah. be an awesome one. So, oh, uh, hey, uh, I got to mention uh, before I forget, we've got We're going to put a trivia um, uh, quiz up on the website. So after after you watch the show, and then you can take the quiz. See how oh, much that's you know cool. what you retain. Yeah. About uh, President's Day, presidential libraries. What's the what's the focus of the quiz? Uh, just on all of it. It's just on the day on, um, you know, both current and past. And, you know, like some of the some of the pieces we, uh, we, we have in this was about the resolute desk. 
mm-hmm. uh, which you know that was a partner's desk. Can can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine working side by side like you and Kevin Killeen? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> bumping elbows and things. You know, when I was growing up, and you had a desk next to someone, the teachers always got upset if there was a righty and a lefty next to each other because you always bump into each other. So they were like oh, yeah. purposely making sure, yeah, the the tandem desks or whatnot. Uh, that <laughs> brings me back. It's it's also amazing to think uh, all of the different histories of desks and equipments and things that have been used over the years in the white house that just are not appreciated, but have been there for a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. That resolute desk, I, th- I find interesting. We, so we tell the, tell the story of that in this, um, from, from different perspectives, from the different libraries we've been to so far and, um, just how it's, how it began its life as, as a ship in the British Navy, <laughs> uh, and, and wind, winds up on an expedition and, and, uh, and gets turned into a desk and given to the United States by Queen Victoria is like a wow. kind gesture for, hey, thank you for bringing back our ship. It, it got stuck up in the ice. <laughs> in the Here's a desk. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the history of the Stanley Cup almost, the way that you know it's gifted and it makes its way over to Canada or whatever. It's kind of has a similar feel to it. I like that. Yeah. But uh, you, so your latest installment, it's the presidential libraries, museums, and more. Again, you have the newscast that starts at four, about four 30. You'll be able to catch this on KPLR 11. And I got to say, I'm looking forward to it. As always, you do a fantastic job with it. And I always love these conversations. These are fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I enjoy talking with you. You're very, you're very good interviewer. Well, and, thank and, you. You know, as you as you know, as you know, every night you've got a different subject, and so you've got to find that common ground. And you do a really good job of it, man. Well, thank you. And uh, we didn't plug this before, but if people wanted to look you up on like social media and things, how can they find you? Oh uh, yeah, uh, I'm on Facebook, Patrick Clark TV. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I, I need to post. Uh, I haven't been as, as good about posting lately, but I'm gonna make sure to post. Uh, yeah, you find me on there, and then uh, my music. You can find me at, you know, I do music. Uh, that's my, my hobby. Um, that's out there on CD Baby and um, what is it? Cool. iTunes and all the, that stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll just have to do a search for Patrick Clark. And again, this Monday, President's Day on KPLR Channel 11. You can find his latest Presidential Libraries, Museums, and more about 4.30 or so on uh, Monday. Thank you so much for coming on and talking presidents and all kinds of different things on here on uh, Overnight America. Oh, thank you for the airtime, man. I appreciate it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, he's great. So Patrick Clark, do a search for him, and you'll uh, love his latest installment coming up on Monday, President's Day, over on Channel 11, KPLR. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. A look at your weather is coming up next. It's Overnight America, KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. And we've had some great guests and great discussions, and Patrick Clark is always so much fun. I got to tell you, the one time we had him in studio, I think that's the third time we've had him on the air. The first time we had him was in studio. The second time was over the phone. I believe it was close to the start when we were working at home because of the pandemic. And this was the third time. But the very first time, you remember he brought in bagels and coffee for us. It was so cool. I mean, awesome. Wait, he, he was so kind. And he has such an awesome background in history as a broadcaster. And he does such fantastic work. If you ha- haven't actually watched one of these uh, Missouri, uh, excuse me, if you haven't actually seen one of these presidential libraries, museums and more, this would be a great opportunity for you to watch it on Monday over at Channel 11 KPLR. And then online, you just go to KPLR's website and find it later that day. But still, set the DVR or something. So let's open up things. If you want to call in, you can. We only have about an hour and 20 minutes or so until the show is over for the week. And I haven't heard much from you this week. Honestly, it's been very quiet lately. What has happened? Are you just too cold to talk? Am I just not bringing up the right topics? What is it? Am I getting too smelly over here? Have you installed Smell-O-Vision on your radio and somehow it is just going right through the speaker directly into your nose and you're thinking, oh, can't handle that right now. I'm just going to turn it off. What is it? Uh, But either way, if there's something you want to bring up, uh, we can keep things open for you at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And I wanted to at least talk now just briefly about some of the pandemic things. You know, you saw that there's this back and forth that has been going down when it comes to Dr. Garza here in the area and Governor Parson, a little bit of drama. I know there's been an update since then, but Missouri Governor Parson accusing the head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force of cherry picking data. What I heard on the news earlier today is that the task force spokesperson says hospitals have about 40,000 doses on shelves. And Parson says there's about 50,000 doses in the St. Louis area that has not been administered. That's interesting to me because some of the numbers I thought Dr. Garza was bringing up is that we're only getting, you know, a thousand here, a thousand there coming in. And it sounded like these things were getting turned around and put into people's arms. Oh, I I hate saying that term, but that's kind of the term that they've been using for it. And it made it sound like our cupboards were bare, but that's not really the case. We got all these doses sitting around. Why is it taking so long to administer them? Maybe that's a question. Um, so that was kind of interesting too. the task force response was uh, the most important thing right now is to get as many people vaccinated quickly, safely, and equitably as possible. The recent increase in the allocation of the vaccine from the state will help us vaccinate. Okay. That's what we want. You know, just get it done. And I think that will help. I, I, I don't know if there really needed to be 
this drama. I don't need know if it was necessary for Dr. Garza to do this in the way he did it or whatever. But all things considered, I thought Missouri has handled this pretty well. If anything, I think the over restrictions in the county when it came to restaurants and such actually set things back and have been unproductive and haven't really helped things. Um, because you can look at the different areas that haven't decided to do the same restriction levels and the results have spoken for themselves. It wasn't necessary, particularly indoor dining being one of them in the selective nature of how they're handling this. So let's, um, let's do that. Let's, let's, let's stop the fussing and the feuding. Let's uh, do it everything we can to get as many people as possible that want to be vaccinated in the right order. So if you're elderly and have these different conditions, get you in there first before someone working from home. You know, I get that. Uh, we, we're pretty lucky in that sense. Um, and there was another story, too. The CDC says if you're vaccinated, you can skip the COVID-19 quarantines. Individuals have to meet certain criteria for that. But how many people heard that from the CDC and said to yourself, oh, I'm going to call baloney on that. They're saying that now, but, you know, in a month, they're going to go back and say, well, actually, no, you have to follow quarantine. Uh, is that the incentive to get the vaccine right now in early? You can skip the next time there's a lockdown or are they just anticipating that the Biden administration is going to force another long term lockdown and close it all up yet again? to flatten the curve or whatever. Is that, is that what they're predicting? And they're saying, well, you better get your shots while you can, because then if you're vaccinated, you could find yourself out of the next quarantine that may be coming. I don't know if I like that per se, but maybe we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, Barbara's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America, Barbara. Yes, thank you, sir. Anyway, I was you were having that discussion on friendship and talking about your wife and your children and everything, mm-hmm. and I thought that was real nice. And I thought with Valentine's Day coming up, maybe you could give your wife one rose and also give her, um, you know, some jewelry with maybe a heart on it and because of showing love and friendship to your family. You, see, you are actually telling me to do things that you know I'm not going to go out and buy jewelry. That's just not me, Barbara. So the other thing, the rose... Um, I guess I could do something like that. Most, I would say even Aldi uh, sells roses this time of year. So I might have to go look and find one there. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's fine. And also, I heard that with the corona, that you're going to have to get the shot to get on an airplane someday. That is starting to be more or less going to be a thing that I think that is going to be more common. I don't like the idea of restricting domestic travel. I think it's nonsense that there's even consideration of putting restrictions on states like Florida uh, when it comes to travel. And I, I think that's nonsense. I hope they don't do that. I think maybe traveling abroad, there's going to be restrictions that other countries have. Maybe if you're trying to travel over to Canada, that's going to be more important to have proof of that. But still, um, I don't know. It's it's weird to me to, to, to do it that way. If you're someone that is not spreading the virus, but still, even they say that after getting the shot, you still have to wear a mask and all this. So what's the, you know, what's it, what's it going to do? If you still have to wear the mask and the mask is effective, then shouldn't you be able to travel anyway? I don't get why forcing someone to get the vaccine before you can travel is necessary, honestly, if they have the other restrictions in place. But all right, Barbara said that in the Canadian border is closed, so they can't let you into Canada. Yeah, they don't unless it's business related. You can't do it, and yeah, that's a pretty big deal because they keep that restriction on the Canadian side for sure. All right, Barbara, good to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's go to Dan. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Good show as always. 
Uh, you know, I'm, I think it's about time the governor finally got on Page and Garza because them two are, you know, they scheme a lot of stuff up, and that's where Page gets all of his information from Garza on, uh, you know, not to open up these restaurants and not to do this. It's about time both of them get busted, and, and you know, it, it's time to start opening up these restaurants where they can start getting as many people in there as they can because uh, I'm telling you, by summertime, when they can start opening up, they're not going to be there to be able to uh, to open the stores because they're going to go out of business. So, uh, you know, thanks, can I say one thing, Dan, just, just real quick? I was under the what impression that? that Governor Parson was not someone that would, what do the kids say, clap back? Uh, so I didn't think he was someone that would go out there and be confrontational in that sense. I'm glad he is. You know, I kind of like seeing this side of him where he'll go out and say, no, 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 that's uh I'm, I'm going to call out these shenanigans where they need to be well, called I out. I think a lot of it's got to do is that, you know, he was voted in as governor this time. He wasn't given the spot like he was the last time. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's, uh, you know, he's going to be a lot tougher now. I'm hoping he's going to be uh, a lot tougher towards all this stuff because this we got to get back to normal. This is this is ridiculous. I'm tired of it and yeah. everything. So. Well, but, thanks, Dan. Good to hear from you. I don't know how often Governor Parson looks at the balance sheets of large cities like St. Louis or the different counties that are going to look at ways to try to counteract the lack of revenue coming in from the lack of sales. I don't know how much the state is going to have to try to make up for that or at least send aid or help to some of these individual communities. I don't know if that's a motivator for him to look at that and say, we got to do something because we know the state of Missouri can't take all of this on its own while you continue to, to, to force these undo lockdowns like in the county with the restaurants. I wonder if that has something to do with it because then he feels like I have to step in for the good of the state. We can't afford to do something like this. And maybe that's why he's starting to feel a little bit more active when it comes to, uh, you know, getting into it. Because for the most part, he's been hands off with local areas. It's like, hey, you know, they they are going to do what they got to do in these areas. I'm going to put out state recommendations, but individual uh, areas can up the ante if they need to. But still, I'm liking that he's pushing back a little bit. It's a side of him I haven't seen yet. So good for that. Maybe we'll see more of that from Governor Parson. That'll help him become a little bit, uh, I think, I don't want to say higher profile when it comes to governors in the country, but he's been a little bit under the radar there for a while. This will be good. 314-436-7900. Give us a call. It's Overnight America, KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Thanks for the text messages tonight, too. One person said, I've only wore pants like four times this winter. I'm wearing shorts right now. Wow, it is way too cold to wear shorts. I, I have a hard time doing the show for four hours in the basement, and I just now had to pull out the alpaca blanket to put over. I look like, um, uh, you know, I, I got it wrapped around. I'm almost like a merman, not like a mermaid, a merman. <laughs> where It's like the, all my legs are wrapped up as tight as can be in order to stay warm. And I found that's the only thing that's uh, keeping me going. What's really tough is when you go upstairs where it's warm and it's cold in the basement. I get under the covers and my whole body's cold and it takes a long time to heat up. And you, all you want to do is go to sleep. Uh, let me just bring this up real quick. I saw this one story on the San Francisco Chronicles website talking about schooling and how they're starting to change some of the restrictions there. And everything's got to be woke. You know, everything's woke. Everything's woke. This is one of the top performing high schools in the country will no longer admit students based on academic performance. So the school board got together and they voted five to two. 
that the lottery-based system to assign students as other school districts have instead of maintaining the previous system, which is test scores and grades. They had kind of this system together where it was a academic school. So if you had to meet a certain threshold, it was based upon your abilities to take your studies serious. Now that's not going to be the case. They're switching it over. And a lot of the different parents are very upset because that was very appealing. Your kid worked hard. Your kid studied hard. Your kid applied themselves. It was an ability for them to say, hey, I went to this really great school, um, top notch. It was something they could put on their college resume, help them. And considering it was a district school, it made it so they were able to afford a nice school because it was based on merit as opposed to having to spend, you know, tens of thousands over the course of high school to get into a private school that would be uh, similar to that. So this is where it's at. The parents are upset. They said, I don't know what the San Francisco Public School Board is doing, who has two children in the district. He told the Chronicle last week, I've lost trust in them. Are children the priority I just don't feel it's a priority to them. So the board members cited what they call persuasive systematic racism uh, and a lack of diversity because it was merit-based. And now keep in mind, none of this had to do with affirmative action or anything like that. None of it had to do with the color of their skin because a lot of the times there were a lot of minorities that went to the school. It was all based on your grades. It was your ability to look at and keep your academics at the forefront. Um, it doesn't mean that the kids that were uh, able to get into other schools were turned away or anything like that. The admissions students that, um, it says the merit-based admissions process following different incidents that have happened there. Um, it's sad. It's, it's kind of a disappointing thing. And I know that it's, you want to put the kids in the best position they can possibly be in. And I know that here in Missouri, there's even different legislators that want to try school choice, which is great. There should be an opportunity for school choice to uh, be able to say, I want to put my kid in the best possible position in order to move them into a, an area that we wouldn't be able to do. But it, th what you're doing is you're finding that you're going to take something that's working, something that's healthy, something that is um, like, think of it this way. So if, if, if the school system was a healthy operating body, and everything was in tune with each other. And if you have a school that is at the heart of it, which is these are the kids that are really studying and they take their academics very seriously to say that we need to take out the healthy heart and put it in with an average or barely functioning heart just because that's more fair to all the, the other organs. That's not the way to do it. You're, you're hurting the system as a whole. There should be able to have at least that one part that works that way. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope they reconsider, but probably not too bad. All right. Another hour of Overnight America coming up on Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.